This is Wessler Media. Really excited to bring you into this bonus episode of A Fair to Remember, the podcast from the Ohio State Fair. And think of this like a snack size edition of a regular podcast episode. I'm your host, Vince Tornero. So five and 200, five generations, 200 years of combined experience. That's the kind of history that Tally Amusements has. So when you're standing and looking at the new Ferris wheel at the Ohio State Fair, this thing is huge. Well, you can think there's some stories behind that. And if you want to know the stories, well, here you go. Let's get to know the lady behind the whole operation. I'm Mary Tally. I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, and I own Tally Amusements Carnival. Yes, uh, my husband and I knew each other as young kids, but not really, you know, just uh, going to different functions where there were multiple carnivals involved, like uh, showman clubs, that kind of thing. And as we got older, we were both married previously, and we just started being friends and met each other back in 1995. And we fell in love, and here we are. So Tommy's family, his great-grandfather and grandmother, were from Tennessee and migrated to Texas, and they operated portable roller rinks. And seeing the potential of uh, mobile entertainment, they started to add, uh, you know, the steam-powered merry-go-rounds back then in the 1900s, early 1900s, and started traveling all over the state of Texas and many other states. And I, of course, know more about my own family. Uh, my great-grandfather was a stirrup factory owner in Pilot Point, Texas, and some young man stored some uh, equipment behind his shop and never returned to get it. So being curious like he was, he got it out and realized it was a horse-drawn merry-go-round. So he set it up behind his shop and he let the young children come for rides. And, and seeing the smiles on their faces and the potential of this, he closed up the stirrup factory and started traveling the state charging a nickel a ride. That's kind of how it started. And as, as time went on, he realized he had some competition, you know, a few years later, and he um, saw a fellow with a steam-powered merry-go-round, and he quickly found out where that was being manufactured, traded the older model in for the newer one, and continued to, uh, you know, add more equipment until he had, you know, an arsenal of carnival rides, and then he used to walk from town to town booking his one-horse show went before the steam-powered merry-go-round came along. So that's kind of how he started, and he was uh, pretty much an icon in Texas back then. You know, he was a man of his word. Uh, basically, my great-grandfather was truly illiterate. He couldn't read or write. And so he his handshake was his contract. Um, he was very generous, you know, in giving things away to, to families that couldn't afford to, 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 you know, pay a nickel for a ride. And so he just he just started getting a um, following, and people started uh, talking about him. And back then, I guess they had newspapers, but it was a little bit different. I can't tell you how exactly that went. But I know that's how he became who he was. And he was a rancher, and he owned lots of land in Texas, and it just went on from there. Back in those days, especially in the, the Great Depression, Believe it or not, even in the times of, of when my grandmother used to talk to me, she, she lived through that. She was born in 1916, and she said to me that people needed some release and outlet. There's always going to be, no matter what's going on in our country, recession or whatever it might be, for someone to have something they can do for entertainment. So no matter what happens in the world, there's always going to be a need for that. By the time I got old enough to really want to be curious about it, most of the old-timers 
had passed away. So there wasn't anybody to ask. I know that he had a permanent park in Fort Worth, Texas, and then he also had a five-mile train ride that he had in the 50s that I, I actually still am a third owner of that operates today in, in Trinity Park in Fort Worth. As a matter of fact, my, my husband, Tom, he has refurbished it a time or two as it operates there, and, and speaking of the old merry-go-round, we still have some of those merry-go-round horses put away in a safe place right now. Um, so one day we're gonna get them out. I don't know what we're gonna do with them, but we've kept them and they're the old wooden ones, which you don't see anymore. So I'm gonna pause for a quick second and explain this. 200 years of combined experience. So Mary Talley's family, and then you got her husband's family, totals the number of how many years they've got under their belts. But I wanna you know, include this, maybe a little confusing, but if you listen to it, you can hear, wow, both families have really been doing this for a long time. Well, unfortunately, I didn't get to take over my family's business because, and I'll tell you why. So my great-grandfather, Bill Hames, started in 1907 or 1910, actually traveling around with it. But that's when they stored the, the horse-drawn mirror behind his shop. And then he continued on, and he had four children. And they all were involved in the business. And then he passed away in 1959. And so my, my grandmother, my father's mother, bought all of the siblings out but one, and she owned it, and then she sold half to my father, and he was general manager and operated it until his death in 1990 in a car accident, and then my mother and grandmother sold the carnival. So that was the end of that family deal. On my husband's side, it was kind of the same thing. His uh, great-grandmother and grandfather um, passed it on to his grandfather, W.A. Schaefer, and then he passed away and his grandmother continued to operate it, and his mother broke off from that family and started her own carnival. So when Tommy and I got together in 1995, I said, why are we doing this over here with your mom? I said, let's just go start our own. So we started Tally Amusements in 1995 with four rides, and it was pretty tough. Well, we had about four or five pieces of equipment. We had a tilt-a-whirl and a fun slide and a gravitron, um, El Paso train. Um, we didn't have any food, so we booked some people that had a food stand in, and we booked a few people in that owned some games, and then I didn't have ticket boxes, so I sold all the ride tickets out of an apron, and I went to a local uh, place and rented some generators, and that's kind of how, how we got started. And I would just started booking wherever I could book, shopping centers, festivals, fairs, whatever I could do. My father was an icon in every Hall of Fame in our industry. And because of that, being able to borrow 100% in financing and, you know, um, insurance was a problem for us because we were building and we were trying to add more rides to our arsenal. So sometimes we were short uh, with weather. Weather can always be an issue in our industry. Um, so they, we had a lot of great people believe in us and carried balances for years. And so once we got on our feet, we were able to, you know, take over this whole situation where we didn't need any extra help and that's kind of how it evolved and we just continued to add more rides and more ticket boxes and and you know just continue to grow not having any place you know not having the fairs and festivals that we needed back then you know going out there and trying to compete with the people who'd been in these fairs for 20 years or 30 years or 50 years trying to sell a you know we're a new carnival um, knowing that we were a young carnival um, that was always a challenge, but really that was really the hardest part was just making sure we had places to go to make the payments. 
Here at Ohio State Fair, we've got this entire midway filled up and, and with some one-of-a-kind pieces they've never seen before. Well, Tally owns the largest mobile slide in the United States, but our slide is 200 feet long and it's about 70 feet tall. It's 55 steps plus ramps to get to the top. And it's, uh, and it's beautiful on top of it. It's pretty to look at. And one of the things that we're really proud of that's going to be a big icon here is our new Ferris wheel from the Netherlands. It's a 33-meter Ferris wheel with the latest, greatest lights on it that are just amazing. And I am absolutely sure that everybody in Ohio is going to notice that. What we did for each of our children is, you know, instead of giving them a graduation present of a car or something, we bought them an amusement ride and um, taught them how to operate it correctly and keep it safe. And then part of the deal was you have to finish college um, and get your bachelor's and you have to pay for half your tuition. And, you, and here's your way of doing it. And while you're in school, we will help you manage these rides. But you know, in the summers and when you're not in school, we expect you to be present. And so now they all love it and they're really good at it. You know, I don't know that I would change anything because everything that I've experienced in my life has seasoned me. I believe everybody in my life is here for a season and a reason. And I've been really lucky to be surrounded by a lot of people that wanted to see us succeed. Um, I don't know that I would change a thing. A Fair to Remember, presented by the Ohio State Fair and produced, edited, sound designed by Westler Media. Executive producer and PR manager is Alicia Schultz. Additional script writing and editing by Becca Kerr. Every episode expertly mastered by Joey Gerwin at Orange Judio. Special thanks to all of our guests and anyone who did anything at all to make this podcast a reality. And thank you for attending the fair year after year and upholding this wonderful and fun tradition. Last, and of course not least, Got to mention my wife, Melina, who listened patiently to various rewrites, versions, and edits of all of these episodes. I love you. And I'm your host, Vince Tornero. This has been a fair to remember. I'll see you on the Midway. The fun, the draw, the excitement of a fair, that should be enjoyed by everybody. And this year, the Ohio State Fair, it's going to be more accessible and inclusive of individuals with disabilities. Now, this is in partnership with Opportunities for Ohioans with Disabilities. Complimentary wheelchair mobility charging stations, they will be available throughout the grounds and are listed on the fair maps. And these fair maps, they can be picked up at the fair guest information services booths. Second, fairgoers who are blind or low vision, they can use this technology called IRA. This is really amazing stuff. Now, IRA, it's going to connect to an agent who can help you with navigation. In collaboration with Ocali, a sensory-friendly morning is going to take place July 31st, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. throughout the fair. The lights and the music on all the rides are going to be turned off, and fairgoers can enjoy the many educational activities, including those in the Oasis at the fair. That is the Ohio Department of Natural Resources Park. Now, if you want more information on all this and all this great stuff about making the fair more accessible, you can find it by emailing info at expo.ohio.gov. That's info at expo.ohio.gov. Or you can plan to stop by a guest information services booth during the fair. You know, my kids also own equipment. My all. All three of my kids own rides. What? Yes, they do. <laughs> so my 22-year-old owns the jumping jumbos, which is looks like a Dumbo, the elephant, but we obviously can't call it Dumbo. Um, and she has the Choo Choo Express. And then uh, my oldest daughter has a carousel, 
and she has the farm tractors and uh, Metro Maze and the Funny Front Funhouse. My middle daughter has sold most of her rides, and she owns a cliffhanger, which is like a... Um, like yes, you are. You lay down on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then she owns some food. So, yeah. What and they and they work in the office with me, too. And they have, I have son-in-laws also on the largest traditional Ferris wheel in North America that's perma- permanent at the uh, state fairgrounds in Dallas yeah. called the Texas Star. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.